Welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise podcast with me, Moira Kasaba, your host. I am so excited about this episode. Um, I've been thinking about it for days. Something that I really, really, really want to gift you today, and that is my top five health hacks that really don't require that much time. They do require intention. They do require you know you to be mindful. They do require you to obviously take action on them. But there is a huge, huge, huge return on their investment. And you know I've been thinking a lot about this recently. I've been talking a lot about it on my social. I realized that, you know, I have been hacking my way through school, through my profession, through business, through my body, through everything since I was a little girl, since as far back as I can remember, I have always looked at every situation that I'm facing and thought, what is the easier, quicker, faster, most efficient way that I can get there and get the same result as other people that are taking 10 times as long, right? I was even like, I'm totally math brained. And I remember being in a statistics class and just like sitting back, observing how our professor was teaching at a college level, how he was teaching the class. And I just thought, why is he why is he complicating this? Like, he's making this so hard. Everyone around me was like, oh my God, this class is a nightmare. I'm so confused. And I was like, listen, you just do it this way. Like step one, two, three, done. And they're like, oh my God, why isn't he teaching that way? I'm like, I don't know. But I have always been able to see the quicker way. And I'm not talking about the quicker way in regards to cutting corners on the way that we should do things, never cutting corners on integrity. You know, one of the things that's ingrained in my brain is how we do one thing is how we do everything. So I'm super conscious of not cutting corners where I don't want to cut corners, but I'm also super conscious of where I can cut corners, right? And I'm going to get the exact same result in my health, in my business, in my relationships, whatever it may be. I just know and see ways to do things quicker than most people. And and I don't say that from an egotistical standpoint. It's literally just how my brain works, but it's it's why I've been so successful in in a lot of different things in a lot of different areas because I'm just doing things, you know, quicker than other people a lot of times. And and I say that because I hope that it takes some of the, you know, oh, I can't do what she's doing or I don't have this gift or I don't have this talent. I really don't think success requires that. I think success loves speed and success loves simplicity, right? Success loves the shorter, faster version of what the rest of the world is making super complex. I I mean, I think about this with my nutrition and every time I deep dive, because I'm obsessed with nutrition, I have been my whole life, but I deep dive into the complexities of nutrition and I start to like try to implement these things that I'm reading, I end up gaining weight. <laughs> like I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't complicate things. I just have to go back to the basics. And so let's get back to the topic at hand. My top five health tips, health hacks that will transform your life. And the most important thing to me, guys, with this episode is that you're not just listening. 
right? You're not just hearing it and going like, yeah, 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 I know. I've read that. I've heard that a thousand times. I literally want you today to implement at least one of these things. And I'm going to tell you which one. We're going to start with that one. The simple biggest thing that I see translate into energy, into clarity, into focus, into joy, literally guys, are you ready for this? Stop eating, stop eating three to four hours before you go to bed. Now, chances are you're probably not listening to this podcast at night. I I don't think most people listen to podcasts at night, listen to them in the morning, throughout the day. So Chances are you can do this today. I want you to commit to this today so that you can see and feel instantly, right? We're not talking about putting a health protocol into place that 30 days, 60 days down the road, you're gonna start to feel a little bit different. I am talking about tomorrow morning, you are gonna feel different if you do this tonight. So please put this into action, not just into your brain. Three to four hours before you go to bed. And let me tell you the story behind this. So I have um, a whoop bracelet. It's like kind of like an aura ring, right? It registers like your heart rate variability and your sleep and your, you know, oxygen and your workouts and just all the data, right? It, it, it pulls in all the data every single day. And I'm actually going to pull it up right now as I'm looking at it. And so often... The largest thing, I'll I'll tell you really quickly, the three main things it gives you every single morning when you wake up is obviously your sleep and your recovery, your strain, so like how hard you're pushing, and then your heart rate variability. So those those are the four things I see every single morning front and center on this app. My recovery, like really just like how much energy am I waking up with tomorrow, right? How How much do I have in the tank where I'm like, I'm ready to go? My recovery is always struggling. There are times when I can, how crazy is this? And I was was like digging deep into this. I can hit my sleep goal 100%. That's super rare because a a lot of times it requires like nine hours of sleep. But I can hit my sleep goal 100%, nine hours of sleep. And maybe the day before I even got a massage and I got in a sauna and I got in a cold plunge because I feel like I'm getting sick, right? My recovery is really low. It's like 20%, 30%. I know I'm getting sick if I see that number. I can do all the right things and sleep nine hours and wake up the next day and my recovery is still like 40%. And I was so perplexed. I was like, what? I don't know what else I can possibly do in order to get this recovery number up and not just the number, but I wanna be recovered, I wanna feel good. Until one day I woke up and I hadn't slept nine hours and it was Tuesday morning, guys. So this is after Monday. Monday I go hard, it's my craziest, busiest day of the week. And I woke up and I was like, holy crap, how is that number at 93%? I've never seen that number that high. I've never seen nor felt in a while my body that recovered, that ready to go, that full of energy, that, you know, clarity in the morning, that focus, that ability to just, just go hard. And it was because I had randomly, because of the events of the night before, eaten dinner at 5.30. And just by chance, I didn't eat a morsel of food after that until I went to bed, probably at 9.30 or 10 that's where that level of recovery came from. Guess what else happens when you have a high level of recovery? 
your heart rate variability dramatically changes, which means my heart rate while I'm sleeping is radically different simply because my body is not digesting food. So let me backpedal a little bit. I know we're only on number one, but I'm a huge believer in intermittent fasting, right? And, and it has a lot to do with this. My belief is if we can, you know, when we digest food, when we have a meal and we have to digest it, it takes hours to fully digest that meal, like six to eight hours, depending on the meal. And so it's not until we get past that point of digestion, that past that six to eight hour mark, that it, 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 the amount of energy it takes our body to digest food is, is radical, right? At that point, it's like, whoa, okay, I'm done digesting food. I'm done like working so hard. Now I get to go deal with the inflammation in our body, deal with, you know, the infection that's trying to combat us. I get to go cleanse this and clean up this. I always think of like ourselves as like little worker bees in our body. And when we're digesting food, all of those little teeny tiny thousands and millions of worker bees are in our gut digesting food, right? But when all of a sudden that's done and they can like, you can like just, you know, go ahead and like take all those little worker bees and send them all over your body. I know it sounds silly, but I hope this visual helps. Then you're not working. So your heart is not even working as hard, right? And you wake up and you feel like cl clarity. You feel cleansed. You feel you don't have inflammation in your face, in your body, in your, in your midsection, right? Your body has had time to process the food and then some. So I'm going to kind of dovetail into number two, but number one, and I really want you to do this today, do not eat a morsel of food three to four hours before you go to bed, four if you're pushing it. I, I would love for you to do four. Just see how you wake up and feel tomorrow morning and message me because I know that you're going to be like, holy crap, how is it that this one tiny thing made me feel this good? Like this is what you've been searching for. So number two, and I kind of already talked about it, but it's intermittent fasting, right? So I'm a big believer in intermittent fasting. I've, I've actually been a faster for 10 years. I don't do it in a super strict way because there's no way you can maintain something for 10 years every single day of your life if you're you know, holding yourself to some crazy high standard. I actually have, and I'll link this in the show notes for you, but I have an intermittent fasting course on my YouTube, which we dig into, you know, fasted workouts. We dig into hormones, adrenaline, all these. We dig into like the science behind it, but I'm not going to go that deep on this today. I actually have another podcast episode all on intermittent fasting. If you want to look that up too, I'll actually link that episode in the show notes too. Um, but just simply, I'm going to strip it down because remember, we're talking about hacking, simple, cut the corners. What's the quickest way there? In a nutshell, 12, minimally 12 to 16 hours. Now, there's a lot of science coming out that says, you know, for women, if we go more than 14 hours, it's, you know, kind of working against us with our hormones to each their own, right? To each their own. And your body's always different in every season of life. But anywhere from 12 to 16 hours. Now, if you're on the 16-hour end, you're probably automatically doing the first thing. You're probably automatically not eating three to four hours before you go to bed. But maybe not. 
right? Maybe you're having your first meal at two o'clock and then your last meal at nine o'clock and you're hitting the hay. If that's the case, then you're not doing number one, right? I want you to do number one. But these things kind of just go right together, right? So I always do a 14 to 16 hour fast every single day of my life unless Again, I, I am not, I'm here for, to have joy and live an abundant life that feels really good. So if I have family coming into town or it's Thanksgiving or we've got a pizza truck at the house and we're having a big party, I am never going to not eat because I'm an intermittent faster, right? I'm going to freaking enjoy the day, but I just get right back to it the next day. So I'm not crazy about it, but I do it, you know, seven days a week if possible, but again, the biggest switch for me now was let me start eating a little bit earlier. So let's say we finish dinner by six o'clock, right? That just means you're having breakfast. If you're a 14 to 16 hour faster, that just means you're having breakfast at like 9 a.m. That's not that extreme, right? You start eating at 9 a.m., you finish by 6 p.m., then you have a nine hour feed window. A lot of times I do an eight hour feed window. So I'm eating breakfast usually at 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning personally. And then I was eating like six or seven, but sometimes that would creep into eight because of, you know, kids and life. And now I'm being really intentional about, let me try to eat before I go pick up everybody from practice and do all that, you know? So intermittent fasting, it's going to, again, just completely battle inflammation, which is disease, y'all. It's disease. I mean, Go listen to that episode on intermittent fasting because I go deep dive into that. But that is by far the, the two most important things you can do instantly within the next 24 hours to feel radically different in your body. All right, the third one. And again, like I said in the beginning, these are simple. Some of these are so, this one is so simple, but simple things are easy to not do as well, right? It's like the compound effect. This little tiny thing, 20 to 30 ounces of water upon waking. Now I can tell you that I do this most days, but for some reason, <laughs> it's still not like, it's just not automatic, right? I go into the kitchen in the morning and then I'm like, I, I have to remember, I have to go, oh, that's right. Grab your water, just chug it, right? Just drink 20 to 30 ounces of water. I usually, in a per personally, I probably drink like 10 ounces right before I go to work out because I work out first thing, fasted. Um, and so I probably drink 10 hours, you know, 10 hours, 10 ounces before and during my workout. I don't like to drink a lot of water. I don't like to have it sloshing around in my stomach. But then the second I walk out of my gym and into my kitchen, I drink 20 ounces of water. I just force myself to drink it. It gets everything moving, guys. It gets everything moving. And it gets you so far ahead on your water goal for the day, right? You're not spending the rest of the day playing catch up. Get things moving upon rising first thing in the morning. You can also leave a glass of water right next to your bedside. I don't do that. I'm not in the habit of that, but I've heard that in a lot of different places. It's a great idea. So that's number three. Number four, sunshine first thing in the morning, first thing in the morning, so you'll see this on my Instagram a lot. I do this in my stories as a reminder for people setting, setting your circadian rhythm, right? So you're just going outside for maybe even, I mean, guys, there's some days if it's freezing out, I might be out there for 30 seconds, 
right? Other days I go out for an hour walk in the morning. But here's the concept because a lot of people are like, but it's not sunny where I live. It doesn't have to be sunny. It just has to be daylight, right? Just daylight. Doesn't matter if it's cloudy. Doesn't matter if it's the Arctic. It just needs to be daylight. So daylight, it is not the same. It is 100% not the same to be where I am. If you're watching this video, I can't be just, you know, I have huge glass doors where the sun comes into my living room. That does not count. That does not count. There's actually UV protectant in most windows, right? So you're not getting like the full effect of that sunlight, of that daylight, I should say, not even sun, daylight. And if you are looking up, I really do want you to look up to the daylight. And I want you to keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. How crazy is this? This 30-second hack, walk outside, eyes open, say a couple prayers, walk back inside. This is what's going to help you go to sleep at night. For years, I couldn't fall asleep at night. Like literally, and it's still a little bit of my, if I have a sleep struggle, it's that. I, once I'm asleep, I can sleep for 10 hours, but I have trouble falling asleep. I have just trouble turning off my mind. When I started to do this, my sleep got so much better. Again, that's why it's one of my top five. I think it's the simplest thing you can do. Most bang for your buck, number four. And then number five, sleep. Sleep. Guys, again, you know, after, since I've been tracking a lot on, um, with my heart rate and my respiratory and my recovery and all of that, it is scary, like scary. What I am now aware of that actually happens in my body when I'm not sleeping, you can go out there and, you know, I've listened and studied, you know, sleep master classes and done all this stuff. So I could go on and on and on and on, but I'm just going to tell you my personal experience. There was one day where um, I just put this watch on for the first time. I had just gotten it literally in the mail and I put it on and I flew across the country the next morning. And I was like asking my husband, I was like, hey, what's your heart rate variability? And he's like, like 80, 90. And I was like, wait, what? And I got really scared to the point where I called one of my best, one of my dear friends who's a cardiologist. And I was like, um, I think something's really wrong. I need to come in. He's like, what is going on? And I'm like, I have this watch that's tracking my heart rate. And Brian's is like 90. Come to find out he's kind of a unicorn when it comes to his heart rate. But mine, when I woke up, you know, two hours, three hours before normal, because I had to catch a flight, Guys, when I started digging deep into the research, my heart rate variability was that of a 80 or 90 year old. Now, it's not that every single day, right? I've come to find out after I got back from like a, it was a week long travel. So by the time I got back and like readjusted, it was probably nine days before I, I found my normal, but it wrecked me all because I wasn't getting good sleep, right? I, I cut my sleep radically short when I had to wake up and catch a flight. I was on a trip where I wasn't sleeping that well. I, you know, wasn't sleeping well because we red-eyed home. Oh, oh my gosh, I take too many red eyes. And knowing what it does, not just to your like joy, guys, but what it's doing to our health, like our 
the true health of our heart and our lungs and our body, sleep is a priority. And I will admit back in my hustle heydays, which I still love to hustle, you know, there were so many nights where I slept four or five hours and just woke up and kept going. And I can only imagine the long-term effects that that the toll it took on my body that I can't, you know, it's, it's hard to reverse some of that. So take it from me. Sleep has to be a priority. I would say a minimum of seven hours, a minimum of seven hours. If you can do more, that's all the better, right? So that's it. That's my five top, 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 top health hacks. Do not eat three to four hours before you go to bed. Intermittent fast, 12 to 16 hours, whatever works for you. 20 to 30 ounces of water upon rising. Set your circadian rhythm. Therefore, you can go to sleep and get your seven to eight hours of sleep. You do those five things, you are going to feel like a completely different person. Guys, reach out. I want to hear all about this for you. I want to know what you're implementing. I want to know how you're feeling. So shoot me a DM um, on Instagram. Shoot me an email. All the contact information is below. Tag me in this episode. I want to see what you're doing. I want to see you setting your circadian rhythm. I want to see all the things. Thank you guys for tuning in. If this is helpful, share it with a friend. Share it on your Insta stories. Give us a review on Apple, Spotify, all the things. Um, We would love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much. And we will see you next week.